Good morning and welcome to episode 69 of Martin Uncut. Today is the 12th of April 2021. Today's episode is note-taking for the future. So good morning, I hope you had a really great weekend. Mine was sure for good. We have typical April weather over here in Sweden, so one minute you have sunny and it's quite warm outside, and the next minute it is snowing and raining and really, really cold. So it's really unpredictable. At least the days are starting to become a little bit longer, and I really, really enjoy that. So last week I talked a lot about Evernote and how disappointed I am with um, with them because I lost data. Or not with so much with them, but more with the, their application, really. Uh, if you want to hear more about that, you can listen back to episode 68 and episode 67. And today, I don't want to look back on issues and be a negative and that type of person. I want to look forward. And how will I work uh, in the future? And as you may have heard, um, as well as I've been trying out a lot of applications for note-taking in the past. And currently I have almost 20 different tools or so in my list of uh, apps I've tried and looked at. And my plan is from time to time to actually take an app from this list and talk about it a little bit on this podcast. And it will be kind of a light review and you will get an idea of what it is and how you can use it and if it's something for you. And hopefully it will give you an idea if you are looking for new tools as well. But today I would like to start talking a bit about the tool I'm currently using and trying out to be the tool of my choice. And that is, drumroll, Obsidian. You can find Obsidian on obsidian.md and of course there will be a link in the show notes so you don't have to write it down. But you can also just Google Obsidian app and you will find it. Obsidian can be seen in one way as a very simple application. But on the other hand it can become really, really complex and hard to work with. Uh, And the good thing here is that you can actually start really simple and then grow as your needs or what you want to do grows. So it's up to you really where you where you place it. Obsidian is uh, free to use for non-commercial. Um, it's not open source, but is free of charge. Uh, they recommend that, however, that you buy a license, and they start at twenty-five US dollars, and they go up. There's different levels. And this is a one-time payment. And this is kind of, I would say, it's not a license you buy since it's up to you if you want to do it or not. It's more like a donation where. So, and if you do like it, of course, I definitely recommend that you pay because it's not, for most people, it's not that much money. And if you're a company, if you're commercial, you should pay 50 US dollars a year, which is also not very much if you use this commercially. So you run this application on your local computer and they have uh, binaries or they have it for both for Mac, Windows and for Linux. Uh, But there is yet no mobile application available for the broad mass. 
but there is development ongoing. And um, if you want to have that, you need to get into the beta program. And to do that, you need actually to to pay a license. And it, it's one of the higher levels there for the personal plan that would grant you access to this. And the, the thing here with Obsidian is since you are actually running the application locally, you store the files locally. I, I decided or chose to store my files or my vaults, so, and a vault is just a collection of files. So uh, it could be like a date. You could see it as a database. I store it on my Dropbox, and that way it's actually syncing out to all my other computers. And I have, uh, as you may know, both Mac and Windows. So my Mac is my main computer, but some pl- places I have Macs available. So, for example, the streaming desk, the desktop is a, Ma- a Windows machine. I also have a Surface that I sometimes use at home. And, of course, I want to have my Obsidian Vault on these machines as well. And that goes flawlessly by using Dropbox. But you can, of course, use any file service like OneDrive. Or if you have set up next or own cloud, you can use these ones as, as well. And I would be very surprised if you couldn't do the with iCloud. So essentially anything that is syncing your files would be super perfect for this. And the, the reason here is that anything works is that uh, Obsidian is using plain text files. So it's just a directory that is going to be full of these files. So that's why it's so easy to, to just sync them to, to a device like this. And when you work with these text files... These are done in Markdown, and that is really good from a portability standpoint. You will be able to read these files in 100 years without any need of migration or change. And that is a lot more than you can get from a lot of other tools. If you're writing in in Word, I guarantee you that in 100 years you will not be able to read the files that you produce with Word today. But Markdown files, you will, because it's just a plain text file. But the powerful thing with Obsidian is that you can link these documents together. And the links, they are really, really important in Obsidian. And that makes that you can easily navigate between your documents, but you can also find backlinks. It generates a list of backlinks. So essentially, if I am on a note, I can very, very easily find all the notes that is pointing to the, the act, active note, so to say. And that means that you can easily build up a structure that you can navigate in. And that is really, really powerful. And when you're working on these files, you you have two modes. One is the edit mode, and the other one is the preview mode, or the rendered mode. I made up the names of these modes, it's just because how I think of it. But you have two modes. And in the edit mode, you can change the file. And this is uh, where you're working directly in Markdown. And Obsidian is, is formatting your links um, and the, for, uh, the, the links and if you do bold and stuff like that. And in this mode, it uh, mainly highlights them with different colors so that you can see that you, you styled something. Um, the markdown is not rendered, so that means that you cannot see images or if you have pulled in inline documents. But if you click Command-E, then uh, Obsidian will render the markdown and you will see the uh, the real version of the file and that means that it will link in it will actually render the images and if you have inline documents you will see them as well 
Um, so it's really really easy to go from the previewed from the edit mode into the preview mode, and you can very easily copy and paste content from other sources into your uh, Obsidian note. Obsidian should then actually download images and put them in a specific folder in your vault. But I didn't really get that to work. Uh, and maybe I am doing something wrong. I don't know. But it's really not a huge problem for me. Um, yes, and <clears throat> what I did is then just I just downloaded these files manually and put them in the folder and then linked into them. But it, because I maybe do this once every second day or something. So it's not that important for me, but it would be nice if I could get this to work uh, immediately. The thing that I really, really like with Obsidian is that it's so easy to find your files and notes. And my vaults are not uh, yet super big, but the search is really fantastic. It's so fast. And if you have been working with Sublime, Atom, or maybe Visual Studio, you may be used to the command P. So you get up a little context menu where you just quickly can enter the uh, the file name and you will bring that into the editor. Obsidian have the same thing. And it also have the same thing with the command uh, command P. So you can, if you don't ha- know the command, the, the shortcut, key, keyboard shortcut, you just press uh, command P and you will get the command palette. And then you can just see all the commands you have and use them from there. And if you use Command-O, you will get the file palette, essentially. So this is super fast, and that means that you can very easily bring up a note without taking your hands off the keyboard. And this is um, really a must, I would say, to get a fast application. You can, of course, traverse your notes by using the links, um, and you can investigate uh, your vaults by looking at a graph. And a graph is essentially a visual presentation that Obsidian does of your notes. So, And it looks at the links and it builds up this, this big cloud of dots with links in between them. And it can be kind of a good way to visualize where you have a lot of clusters and things like that. I don't use the graph view that much. I look at it sometimes. Uh, I I more have... Um, a nice LinkedIn structure. So I have a, a base note and then I branch out to different areas and then to other areas from there on. But essentially I can start from whatever note I want and go back or forth to find whatever I need. So that is super, super powerful. And if you are interested in document management or note management methodologies, please let me know. And that is something I can talk about in a future uh, future episode. Uh, there is also uh, this concept of daily notes, and that is a feature that you can very easily deactivate, deactivate if you don't want it. But by clicking on it, you get uh, to today's note. And if you don't have a today's note, it will be created. And this is the perfect place just to quickly jot down or catch things that shows up, like a scratch pad, you could say. And you can control this feature, how it should work. So where should the files be stored? How should the files be named? And you can also pr- produce a template. So when it creates the daily note for you, it starts from, from this template. 
So this is a, a feature that can be powerful if you like these kind of things. And I, I use it from day to day. I don't have a daily notes for every day, of course, but sometimes I, I do. And the last thing I do want to mention uh, about Obsidian is that it has really a great support for community themes and plugins. And they are super easy to install. You don't need to go around anywhere. You can just open the settings in Obsidian and search and install them immediately from there. It's super, super smooth. Um, So just by clicking a few links, you can get a completely different look and feel of the application compared to the standard version of the application. And you can also add functionality through plugins. And these plugins and theme, how Obsidian looks like and feels like, that is also stored in your vault. So you can have different uh, settings in different vaults. So it's super easy. So if you have one work vault, for example, and one private vault, you can have different themes in these. So you can definitely immediately see it by just looking at the the, the editor that I'm working in my private or I'm working in my company. So that, that is one way of using this. Um, <clears throat> some of the things that I chose to install was a plugin called Better Word Count. So because sometimes when I write like a script for social media, I want the, the, the video to be around one minute long and then I know I need roughly 200 words to get there and then I need to to be able to count the words in a good way. I've also installed advanced tables, so you can e- easier work. It helps you work with markdown tables, and it's definitely a plugin that I can recommend. And finally, I also have um, installed a plugin called a Notes Refactor, and essentially it can take parts of your notes and break that out and create a new, new note, because Obsidian is built around you having a lot of smaller notes that you link together. So this was a not-so-short description of the application. And there is, of course, a lot more that you can say about Obsidian. But I like this application so far a lot. And the reason I like it is that it's so easy to organize in a way that actually works for you. Um, But I also think if you do not organize your files intentionally, you will have a mess in in your Obsidian Vault and you will not find stuff. So you need to be careful there. Um, You can work quickly in it and it has a lot of good support for configurable keyboard shortcuts, which I think is really good, especially if you are working on a non-English keyboard. If you are a non-English speaker, you know what, what I'm talking about. Sometimes you get applications that have keyboard shortcuts that is quite easy on an American uh, keyboard layout, but they're impossible to do on a Swedish keyboard layout so that I can now adjust them and all, everything can be adjusted. That's that's really, really powerful. And I feel that I can be so fast in this application when I work with it. And another thing that I noticed, and I think this is down to, to Markdown, and that is I don't get distracted so much. And what I mean with that is I, when I try to write, I'm not getting distracted by formatting or shiny things in the UI. I can focus on the work and the content that I try to produce. And I think, I had, I think it's Markdown that is doing this because I have the same feeling when I was working in Beer. And Beer is also a Markdown editor. The thing is, um, I do not like or miss is 
the application, the mobile application. It would be so good to have a mobile application around, at least to read notes, uh, the notes I've created to consume the content, but potentially also to to do a quick capture of something. But uh, um, I, I could also see the, the you know in, in Evernote we had a really good support for emailing things into your, your notebooks or using web clippers, and that was some of the really strong things, and that doesn't exist in Obsidian. But I also think that these email, emailing in and web clipper things, they also is the reason why your Evernote database or your Evernote stuff gets so cluttered and you can't find anything in there after a while. So it could be uh, good and bad that they don't exist for Obsidian. Now I need to either, I mean, share a screenshot manually and then or cut and paste into the application. It works. It works. It definitely works. It's, but it's not as smooth as it is in, in Evernote. And, uh, of course, as I mentioned, the support for files, images, and attachments is it's not super smooth, not compared to, to Evernote, where you can just pull things in and it will just work. So who is this application for? I think this can work for a lot of people, since it can initially be very, very simple to work with, uh, but it can be more complex as you grow with the application. Um, so you don't need to have a big starting point, but when you start to get warm in your clothes, you can start to add on things to it or learn more about the application. Uh, I will continue using Obsidian for now. Uh, I don't know if this will scale when I have hundreds or thousands of notes in my vault. I really hope it will. Um, it will be. Um, I really hope it will be as fast as it is now, and that the performance will not decline with more files. But I think the only only way to get answers to this is actually to use the application. I really hope you liked this episode. It was uh, a bit longer uh, than my normal episodes, but there was a lot to to talk about today with the uh, with Obsidian uh, application. So if you like this why not recommend the podcast to a friend, a colleague, or someone in your family? And if you have the time, why not go into iTunes and leave me a review? That would help others find this podcast and grow the ad audience, and that would make me super happy. So until tomorrow, have a fantastic day. Ciao, ciao. Martin Uncut, your daily technology dose.